Tell me how your trick has been since going viral and just in general, how has life been? So trick since then, it was honestly like, I think I talked about afterwards how I was like really stressed out and just like, oh my God, this is so much like attention and whatever. So my trick was pretty bad for a while. I would say it's been like it got bad and then it got a little bit better. And then I finally made the decision. I was like, I'm gonna go get my eyebrows microbladed. And so I got the microbladed in July. And the stress relief from that has been just like astronomical. Like I didn't I didn't really realize how stressed out that I was in the morning, just kind of like getting up, like, okay, do I need to go anywhere today? Do I need to draw on eyebrows, make them look like they're real? Do kind of that. So after, yeah, my my first appointment, I think was in July. And so I got the microbladed and things have just been like my trick has relatively been the same. I still yank out my eyebrows, but it's the stress from that has been almost non-existent they look awesome um, they do oh my gosh i the literally the girl that did them her name is laura she has this studio in rochester and like oh my gosh she works actual miracles i think like you cannot you cannot tell unless if you're really looking tell us the process of finding laura and then going into like a consultation how does that work to get microbladed my process was I was looking on Google. I was like, okay, you know what? Screw it. Like, I need to do this. So I was looking on Google. I was kind of looking for not necessarily like five star rated, but like highest, highest rating to like ratio of reviews. And that was pretty much the one that came up was like the highest. I think it's like 4.9 or five stars total with like hundreds and hundreds of reviews. And so I actually like sent an email, like I took a picture of my eyebrows and I was like, hey, I'm looking into this. What would you guys recommend? Because I have trick. And she got right back to me, I think maybe like a day or two later. And she was like, oh, okay. So looking at that, I think it was the it was like a hybrid hybrid style so like they do they do the hair strokes and then also she did a bit of shading in between so it's kind of like not just the hair strokes and then when you first went do they decide what shape works for you were you able to see different mm -hmm. things or you chose yes we did i think it was like a solid 15 to 20 minutes where she the very first appointment, she did do some waxing around just my existing eyebrows just to kind of clear the area. And then she spent a little while drawing out the shape of it. And that was just kind of like like when you see people like with really geometric looking shapes planned out on their eyebrows and stuff when they go in for that. 
And then she was like, okay, so we're gonna look at that. She had me like look at it really closely in a mirror. And I, was, <laughs> I probably spent longer than I anticipated looking at it. Cause I was just like, okay, you do that and that, 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 and that. So then we tweaked it a little bit. Um, I think, I think originally it was a little bit smaller than what like my eyebrows naturally would do. So we tweaked it and then that was pretty much it. And she started on with like the pigment and I had a lot of numbing cream. <laughs> she had me set up with like, she put like lidocaine cream on and it was, it was just like sitting in, I want to say like, not like a cotton ball, but like a cotton, just like a strip of like cotton on my mm -hmm. eyebrows as I was like filling out like forms and stuff for <laughs> to get the process started. So that was the first thing. I was like all numbed up and did all of that good stuff. When you start, they make really tiny cuts almost in in your brows. I mean it's 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 like a tattoo, but it's not. It's it's way more superficial than an actual tattoo. So it's not as deep. So she made these like tiny cuts with a scalpel. I'm sorry for anyone that's disgusted by this, but this is just this is just what happened. And then she would go back over and fill that in with pigment. And then I think there were two two passes of that. And then she took kind of like a kind of I I would say a tattoo gun. I and then just lightly shaded in between the rest of the hair strokes. And that was that was the whole process. <laughs> About how long was it? It was, so the initial appointment was about, I want to say an hour and a half to two hours. I did have to go in six to eight weeks later. I think it was closer to six weeks um, and just get touched up. That one was about, I want to say that one was less than a half hour because I just <laughs> remember like, the drive up there and the drive back was longer than the actual appointment. But yeah, it it wasn't like it sounds like two hours is a long time. But where I went and Laura, who did my brows, like is just such a welcoming person. I walked in there and you we just met and you would think we were catching up from like when we were like five or something. So because of that, it felt like no time had passed at all. Overall, just phenomenal experience, I think, actually getting them done. Oh, wonderful. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> How did the healing process go for you? I know I have some text messages and some pictures. <laughs> But how, yeah, how did it go for people that, that weren't privy to those? Like, yes. So for healing afterwards, there's this ointment that you have to apply. What was I doing? I'm pretty sure it was twice a day. And it was just kind of like you put a little bit on like a Q-tip or something and you just kind of very, very lightly dab it so that you're not touching like the brows or pulling on the skin or anything. And when you like reapply it, you don't wipe the first layer off. So it's kind of you're just adding and adding and adding layers of goo to your eyebrows. <laughs> so that was that was for for me with sensory problems. That was not the most wonderful thing, but for the part of me that was like this is and this is something that is going to make my day easier, make my life easier. I was like, okay, I can 
<laughs> I can deal with this for 10 days. I can, I can do that. I, she also gave me these little, um, visors. They had like adhesive at the top. So you could just like stick them right to your face for like when you shower and stuff so that you don't get water on your face. The <laughs> they they do look very goofy they're very odd to wear but they are super helpful especially for me who just is like a total disaster like you would think I just jumped into a waterfall when I'm <laughs> yeah I without those I would not have been able to keep my face dry <laughs> but I started I started texting you usually in general Google has said day four, five, six-ish in there, kind of in between, in the middle of the healing process, is when it starts to become really itchy. Mm. So that was, <laughs> that was, oh my gosh, that was the hardest part. It wasn't, it wasn't like awful, but again, because I have sensory issues and like whenever there's something different, I completely zero in on that and that is all that I can all that I can focus on so that was like three days of just like oh my god my eyebrows <laughs> brows are so itchy <laughs> I think I did I think I did text you in like all caps like ah mm -hmm. <laughs> no um but we we lived we got through it and then towards the end it starts scabbing and like you can't you're not supposed to pick the scabs off because it might take the pigment out. You're supposed to just kind of like let them fall off freely. So that would be like when I would have it, when I would have ointment on like the Q-tip and be like kind of dabbing it. Um, sometimes a scab would just come off on the Q-tip. And I know that kind of happens with tattoos where you take the bandage off after you're healing and like you have a scab that's in the exact same shape or like similar shape to the tattoo so that's that's like what was coming off like these hair strokes these hair stroke scams <laughs> and it was it sounds gross but it was the most satisfying thing <laughs> like ever <laughs> like if i could just like do that all the time and just like be like oh my god this is so satisfying <laughs> just easily like top 10 <laughs> i would so do that all the time if i could were you able to curb your pulling while you were healing? I wouldn't say I was completely pull-free, more around the the outside edges, like not where the main amount of microblading was done, but these, yeah, like the smaller parts on more towards the outside. I did pull a little bit. I, I do remember after my touch-up, I did pull like one hair that was sort of like on the inside side of it <laughs> because I was just like oh my god it's it's like it's sticking right up it's it got it <laughs> I'm just gonna pull that and then I'm gonna be done but for the most part compared to how much I do usually pull it was very like significantly less did you have a behavior that you were doing instead so was it taking care of them that like kind of gave you that not necessarily feeling of of trick, but maybe that like trance-like state. I'm trying to think. I feel like during that time period, I was completely engrossed in like, I, I have a lot of games on my phone. I 
don't really play them super often, like maybe a little bit every day. But during that time period, I felt like I was just always on them and whatever. Just to have like something to focus on that wasn't my face is so goopy and itchy. <laughs> I think I did move more of my pulling to like my arms and legs too during that time period. For the most part, all I all I can think of is like moving a little bit and then distraction to the highest degree. <laughs> I know that when people have trick that's invisible. You know, like sometimes you can hide certain things, sometimes you can't, and it's just kind of right on your face. The morning routine can be really long to try to blend in by putting on makeup or putting on false eyelashes. How has your morning routine changed since you now have microblading? So <laughs> I I am one of those people who I have never really had like a morning routine that involves makeup and whatnot. I wear makeup maybe like three, four times a year, I think at this point, or if I'm like filming something, which I haven't done in a while. So it's, it's back at that like three, four times a year. As I started losing more eyebrows, that was the thing that really affected my morning routine. Cause that was like, I had to start doing makeup and like start drawing things in. And that was just such a stressor for me, especially while I was in college um, in New York City because I was like, okay, I gotta wake up. I gotta make sure there's enough time for me to eat. There's enough time for me to draw eyebrows in. There's enough time for me to get on the subway and just kind of do that. But now it's like, I wake up, I'm like, okay, do I have to like go to the doctor today or something or whatever? And then I'm like, I wake up, wash my face, get dressed, eat, I'm good to go. <laughs> Makeup's not fun when you feel like you have to wear it because you don't want people to point things out. But what a relief, that sounds really awesome. Exactly, yeah, it's it's such a relief. I know I usually, after a while, like they recommend getting touch-ups every eight months to a year. So, but for me, because I still don't really have eyebrows in, in the inside corners of where the most microblading was done, it's, more recommended for me to do like six to eight months just because there there is that lack and as it wears off it's going to become more noticeable and i have noticed it a little bit but i'm just kind of like okay, i'm gonna hold out as long as possible see how long we can go but yeah i i do have to get a touch up fairly soon i think so what is your relationship with trick now how do you feel like it impacts or if it doesn't impact your daily life so it still does impact my daily life. Like I do still find myself getting into that trick trance and whatnot. And like, I'll, oh my God, <laughs> I just spent like 15 minutes in here just like pulling. Overall though, it really doesn't affect me as much. Like if I get into a trance and then I get out of it, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, whoops, let's just go back to whatever whatever I was trying to do originally. Because there isn't that process of you get into a trance and then you are like pulling and then you come back out of it and half of your eyebrows are gone. It's like you can get into it and you're like pulling and then you come back out, your eyebrows still look exactly the same, which is... <laughs> 
<laughs> which originally was like the trippiest part but is the most awesome part too like it is still an impact but it's not one where it's like after you do like a full like pulling session you're like completely in despair you're like oh no i, I completely my eyebrows are busted what, what do i do so so much stress relief from that do you feel like because of that maybe even if you know if it fades or if you decide to not continue to get the touch-ups do you feel like your relationship with your polling might stay how it is because you don't have that negative self-talk right away since they do look the same even if they were to look the same maybe in the future i i would hope so i i know like where i'm at right now it would probably if i just let them fade and they went right back to where they were um it would probably it would probably still be the same like like oh my gosh i don't have eyebrows but yeah, I would hope that would evolve in the future. And for right now, I know that for at least a while, I'm going to keep getting touch-ups just for, you know, the foreseeable future, just to kind of like keep that at bay. And I, you know, I never really realized that I was putting so much focus into that, that I couldn't really focus on other parts of my life. Or like that I was like scheduling other parts of my life around that kind of like, okay, I have this thing to go to today. I have this thing to go to today. Or like, am I going to have enough energy to get up, put on eyebrows <laughs> and do that? It's It's been a nice change, but I know that that at the moment that relationship would not stick. So what are some things that you've been doing for self-care? Excellent question. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my life is very, very chaotic right now. I'm working on applying for disability and I'm working on, I'm going to be turning 26 and getting health insurance and we're doing like the building and we're, <laughs> there's just so many things going on. So I kind of feel like I, I feel like at the moment it's just kind of I get up I do what I need to do for the day because I have like a lot of appointments and phone calls and stuff that I have to keep up with and then I'm just kind of <laughs> I'm just kind of like dead afterwards I'm like I'm going to bed good night if you need me please do not <laughs> um, so that's kind of been where it's at at the moment. I do try to like read a little bit, but it's not keep reading every single day. I try to keep up with some friends. I definitely keep up with like washing my face morning and night. That's a thing that I have to do or else it will drive me insane. Other than that, it's just kind of... <laughs> Just kind of like going through the motions every day and like making sure that I'm getting done what I need to get done for the day before I go off to bed. And I've gotten into a habit of, whereas I would say this is future Sarah's problem, I am really trying to stop that and stop being like, this is not future Sarah's problem because then every single other thing will then be future Sarah's problem. So let's just do that now, which is kind of like a roundabout form of self-care, I guess. I believe the last time we spoke, I think we were talking about how you and I like to eat the same thing every day. Yes. What, what are you eating now? 
Um, I think honestly, it's pretty much almost exactly the same as it was. Like I get up, I have a protein shake, I have like a little snack, which is usually like, I don't know, something that doesn't that doesn't hurt my stomach. I've had a gastric bypass for anybody who is listening. So that that is kind of why my eating habits are like this, but also, you know, sensory overload. I just love to have the same thing to eat every day. I still have my matcha lemonade. That is still, that is the staple. I do not go a day without my matcha lemonade. And then I'm trying to change it up a little bit more for like dinner and just like not have icky gross over processed foods every day which which is totally fine people should not feel bad if they are having over processed foods that's they're delicious <laughs> like who are we kidding they're delicious but i'm i'm kind of trying to get into that like intuitive eating habit of like okay am i eating this is it kind of making me feel blah then okay find something different that won't hurt my stomach or make me feel nauseous or something. So what would be your advice for someone who wants to get microblading? So definitely like look on Google reviews, find someone in your area that like has that ratio of, you know, quite a bit of reviews to quite a high rating. And even even like look at the bad reviews too. Like sometimes sometimes people are stupid on Google and like leave fake bad reviews, but still just kind of like look through them and just like critically think about them and go just go through like all your options and then find hopefully you will find somebody that clicks with you that you can vibe with and definitely definitely look at all the information that is provided. Do do all of your research before going into it. And then you will feel so much better when you're actually like on the table getting it done and it'll just be way easier. <laughs> what is in the future for you as far as your relationship with Trick? I mean, this is our third time chatting. I feel like mm -hmm. every time I meet with you, I love meeting with you. And I feel like every time we talk, you just seem so much more confident every time I talk to you. Is there something next? What do you see for your future? So as far as my relationship with Trick, I think that it'll just continue to be publicly something that I'm like, okay, this is this is just a thing that I have that happens that a lot of other people have. It just happens. Like you can't really, <laughs> you don't decide if you have Trick or not. It just kind of, one of those things so going forward, I, it won't, it hopefully won't be as much of like a beat up on myself for it. Like I don't have time to lie to myself anymore. So even then it's just kind of like, if I'm like sugarcoating something to myself, I'm like, no, you know what? This is, this is just how it is. And that it's fine. <laughs>